0: guys how are you today is november 17th 2023 and you know it's almost december which means the holidays are coming up and i'm so excited to have that nice long break um you know like this time of the year is just so insane because you have like thanksgiving And then you have a bunch of different holidays, um, in November and then December. So it's always, like, insane. Um, and it's, like, hard to focus. But, you know, we have to push through this season because, you know, we don't really have another choice. But, um, I'm back. I don't really have a lot of updates for you guys. Honestly, it's been just, like, a pretty chill week. I haven't been, like, doing, like, an insane amount of stuff. But, um, I did re-establish, like, my goals and stuff for the year just to make sure that I, like, end the year finishing my goals. Um, surprisingly, so I have finished some of them without even really, like, noticing myself. But there's still some of them that I need to be better about. And, um... So, I'm, I was, like, reestablishing what kind of goals I have and where I want to go and all that kind of stuff. And, yeah, I mean, I honestly don't really have, like, a ton of different new things to talk about with you guys as for updates. Honestly, it's just, like, it's chill right now. And it's probably going to be very chill and relaxed for the next couple weeks. Um, but... Maybe you guys had a really good time. Uh, if you did, let me know what's what's up. You know, I love hearing from you guys. And I think that's it. <laughs> There's not really much to update you guys on. I will let you know if I have any updates. That's one of my favorite parts about these episodes is that I get to like do little update sessions. And I get to talk about what's up with my life. And it sort of reminds me what I did, too, because usually like, I'll do something fun and then I'll sort of forget about it a little bit. So, that's that. Um, But as for the actual topic of this episode, I wanted to talk about how to achieve your goals academically. And I wanted to talk about this because a lot of, like, my listeners are around my age, which means you're in school right now. And school can be hard sometimes. I'm not even going to lie. Like, it's definitely tough. I would say i'm a pretty good student i get a's and um like all a's i i do deal with some failures like i do get some 60s and stuff but i like kind of you know built my way up to this and i built certain habits so i figured you know why not give you guys some tips that you can use especially for this season because it's you know like the holiday season and you don't really want to get your work done but These are really helpful and I have developed these tips over the years and I can tell you that if you listen to these tips and try to use these tips in your life and when you study, then you are going to see the results because I have used these and I have seen clear results. All right. Okay, so I have 16 tips for you today and I'm going to talk about all of them. Number one, review your notes daily. So often in class, we do take notes and we end up writing vocab and writing down examples. But usually what we do is after we take the notes, we just close our notebook and we forget about them until the night before the test. This is something that you don't wanna do. Although um, reading a textbook or something is not a good form of studying, uh just reviewing your notes or refreshing your memory on what you learned that day is a very good thing to do especially when you came back from school and it doesn't have to take long it doesn't have to be like an hour-long study session all you have to do is flip through your notes of the day or maybe even like the past week and just review what kind of vocabulary you learned and um, what kind of examples. You have in your notebook, and this just kind of makes sure that that information is in your head. And once you have this in your head, then it's easier for you to study later on. But this kind of um, method that allows you to just reestablish the information you learned is very helpful because if you do this every single day, then you're gonna. It's gonna make you. You. It's gonna make you so much happier and things so much easier the day before the test or the days before the test you know like whenever you're studying because that information is already sort of established in your head and you've read through your notes before and you know what you're looking at and it helps make that connection in your head and when you're looking at it later you can like think about it more too like when you're in class what you're focusing on is not the um actual content the biggest thing that you are focusing on when you are taking notes is actually writing down what you need to write down. And that's good, but you can't really focus on what you're actually writing down. When you're at home, you have the time to just sort of like look over it and just be able to understand what you're actually reading. Unlike when you're in class, because sometimes I find myself taking notes without actually like thinking about what I'm writing. And this is not very helpful because the reason you're taking these notes is to make that connection in your brain. And since this doesn't take a lot of time, this doesn't have to be an activity that you do like. It could be anywhere. Honestly, you could just have your notes um, on the bus and just read it over as you're coming home, or I would actually recommend doing this before you go to sleep, and that is very specific, but there's a reason for that. I find that when I study and I review my notes right before I go to sleep, I understand the information better, and I think it's just because I'm allowing myself to take a break and go to sleep, and that information is still in my head, so it kind of just helps me focus. I, I don't know. I, I think there's a science behind it. I think I read an article about how studying before bed can help, but I don't want to pull that up and I don't really, I'm not really sure exactly, but I've seen that it really works for me. I want you all to take all of these tips with a grain of salt because this is just works. This is just what works for me. And this is my advice to you guys as an A student. Um, so just keep that in mind because I don't know if that's like, proven scientifically but it's just what works for me so reviewing your notes could be just something that you do like five minutes before you go to bed you could just look over your notes make those connections in your head and go to sleep like it's really easy to do it's achievable it doesn't have to be like this whole one hour study session the most important thing about studying is to make it effective it doesn't i'll talk about that later that's actually one of my tips okay so tip number one is to review your notes daily Tip number two is practice active recall. This is something that we talk about, like, not me specifically, but generally people who talk about studying or, uh, you know, those like YouTubers on YouTube <laughs> who give you give like everyone like tips and stuff. They're so helpful and they preach active recall. That's one of the most talked about topics i think when it comes to study studying youtube and this there's a reason for this so i'm just kind of gonna reiterate on that and i'm also going to explain what personally works for me and what i find the most effective when it comes to active recall so if you're new to kind of like studying and you've never seen one of those like study videos or whatever active recall is a method to make sure your information stays put in your head and basically what you're doing is you're kind of asking yourself a question or provoking the thought from your head instead of just reading your notes you know It kind of goes against my previous tip, but what you're doing in number one is just making sure that information is there and you're making a connection. And then the second one, practicing active recall, actually allows you to make sure you're able to pull that information from your head. Active recall is the ability to pull that information out of your head and be able to put it down on a piece of paper or just be able to clearly explain that thought or piece of information and active recall i at when i whenever i was practicing it i saw results it was actually astonishing and there's different ways you can go about this and it will depend on each subject um but what i personally like to do is one second there's like pop-ups on my computer um, it's asking me about, like, my printer. I don't know. Okay. Back to what I was saying. So what I like to do these uh, is, like, flashcards. I love doing flashcards. I like doing practice tests. I like um, teaching. And I like... Um, what was I going to say? I like... Um, blurting. Yeah, I like blurting. Okay, I'll I'll explain all of these. I know this kind of sounds really random. So flashcards is a tried and tried method and it works again and again. When you actually write your notes or write down flashcards, that's super helpful, but it takes forever. I would recommend using Quizlet. This isn't an ad, by the way. I genuinely love Quizlet, but let me talk about why flashcards are super helpful. It allows you to take that information out of your head, especially when it comes to vocabulary, it could be very helpful. You're able to pull that information out of your head, and all you have to do is flip the card to see if your answer was right, and then you can put aside your card that maybe you got wrong for later, and so that you're seeding out the information that you don't know, and now you know what you do know and what you don't know, and you can study more effectively, which is why I, I always start studying by using flashcards. Sometimes I won't even need to go any further, but, um, if I do, at least now I know what I need to actually focus on and what I actually need to be able to study. So with flashcards, let me talk about Quizlet. I really recommend going on Quizlet and making a study set. This was a tool I used a lot. Like I've been using it for years and it's super helpful. So all you have to do is it takes you, what, like 10 minutes to make a Quizlet set. And you can also, I think you can use this for Cahoots. You can use a Quizlet. I'm not exactly sure, but there are some like game, uh, study game platforms that allow you to use Quizlet. So it's like super helpful and you can use it for different studying methods. So Quizlet is super helpful and you can play like games on it and you can take a practice test on it. Um, But this one new cool tool, (laughs) kind of rhyming, but this new tool on Quizlet is the AI feature, and... I don't really like using AI often, but for Quizlet, it's actually really helpful. And it basically, you can ask it to ask you questions and quiz you, and it'll give you a little bit of feedback. It'll tell you what you're missing out on. And I like this because I feel like it's more interactive and you can ask it questions and there's like a bunch of different things. And also it'll look at your response and then be like, oh, this is generally like right or this is wrong, like completely wrong. And It'll just help you out a little bit i feel like that is a good way to do it in practice so i totally recommend quizlet for flashcards and then also you can use it for practice tests but for practice tests i kind of do it a little bit differently so what i actually like to do is i'll go through my notes and i will take notes that i've written down or um important bullets important points that I have and I'll turn them into questions and I'll just write I'll just have like a whole doc and I'll write down all of the questions and I'll write down all of the answers and then I'll ask myself these questions and I'll write it down this way I am taking the questions directly from my notes and usually notes are there to be able to help you and you'll get it'll be it'll just be very helpful or you can just use Quizlet's practice tests feature. I like to do that for vocab. Um so yeah, you could do that either way. I found that writing my own tests, like little practice tests, really helps because I get to directly pick out what I think is important. Okay. So the next method I talked about is teaching. I find teaching super helpful, and basically all it is is all you just teach it, you know. You can have your dog or um I guess you could talk to your fish. I'm not really sure. <laughs> but what I do is I just get my stuffed animals and I'll put them on the floor. Like I have like a teddy bear and like this one plushy, and I'll just get it and I will sit on the floor and I'll try and teach it. So you're just going to explain everything that you learned from the view of a teacher. And the reason why this helps is because you are saying the information out loud and you're saying it in a way that is explaining it to someone who is completely unknowing. Obviously, like the person you're explaining it to is not a person, it's a stuffed animal or a dog. Um, maybe you can have your sister or brother sit down, but I have found that does not work and they usually get up and get bored very fast. So, stuffed animals is a better choice here. Anyways, um, you're explaining it. And when you explain it, you're kind of making those connections in your head and reinforcing that material in your head. And I really recommend this method. Um, It's not like the strongest method for studying. So if you're like studying the night before a big test, I wouldn't recommend this. But like say if you have a little time in the morning and you have someone to talk to, you could totally use this method and it, it will reestablish that connection. If you do this on multiple days, I, I think this could be really helpful. So teaching is like a method that I absolutely recommend. Okay, so blurting is basically just reading something and writing down everything you remember about it. I really like this method, but I don't exactly do it like this. What I will do is I will read um, like a paragraph and I will write what the most important point I learned from that paragraph onto the paper. And I will do this whenever I need to understand something or memorize something. And this helps because I'm figuring out what the most important concept is or idea is or just whatever I notice that I think is interesting and I'll be writing it down. So this allows me to understand what I'm reading, make connections, and I also have notes. So I, this, this could be very helpful and you can use this in whatever form you like, you can make some modifications. And I didn't talk about this earlier, but um, one of my most favorite methods, this is something I find just generally really helpful, is making a cheat sheet. And not like a cheat sheet that you're going to use to cheat on the test, but just generally making a uh, little study guide on one piece of paper and one piece of paper only. And the reason why this is helpful is because you are picking out all of the most important information from everything you've read, from everything you've learned, and putting it down on a single paper. And this just makes all the information that you've learned super easy to look at and understand. And now you have to Be able to pick out what is important. And by doing that, you are making a very effective study guide since you are only including what is most important. This is super helpful when you have a humongous test and you don't know where to start and, um, you know, you need to get this done and not fail the next morning. So this is a very good tool. Number three is when writing notes, find ways to make connections. So this kind of goes back to my previous point. You can use blurting, but what I also like to do is if I don't want to, like, write notes and stuff, I'll just read a page or a couple pages, and I'll check in with myself to make sure I understand what I'm reading and I'm not just skimming over the pages. And I won't just, like, I, I won't just, like, say what i read i'll think about it and i'll be like okay so these are the main points that i got from this page or this chapter and i will tell myself uh, like why does this matter how does this connect to everything if you are an english student and you're doing this in english or whatever that could be really helpful for you it w- it's really helpful for me to be able to just bring myself back and actually think about what i'm reading okay number four is learn the shortcuts so this is not really a study tip but just a tip for academics in general and you can use this in life all the time so learn the shortcuts okay not cheating i'm not telling you to cheat but it's really important that you watch patterns in tests and quizzes this is helpful because usually teachers or professors will use the same format or will ask similar like questions in a specific format, you know what I mean? So once you know what kind of questions they ask or where they get the questions from, then it's easier for you. An example of this is my history teacher. He takes questions from the textbook and he also takes questions from the slides. By knowing that, by making that connection, now I know where to look and where to study because I previously did not know that I should be also reviewing the slides. And another example would be my English teacher. My English teacher takes um, questions directly from the study guide, like a question guide. And this helped because it was an optional question guide, and by making and putting in that effort to fill in all those questions, I was getting better grades because some of the questions were directly pulled from the question guide. Uh, so those are examples of watching patterns in tests and quizzes, and this can be super helpful. Okay. Uh, Another tip, another shortcut is train yourself to read faster, and this sounds a little impossible, but the way I got to become a very fast reader is I just read more often, and if you don't really like reading books, it doesn't have to be a book, it could be a magazine, you could be reading the news, and just make it a habit to read something daily, and you will find yourself reading faster and being able to get that information in your head. Another shortcut is using Grammarly and other tools. So example of other tools is like Quizlet. You can use game platforms sort of like GimKit, Kahoot. Sometimes they have like really basic uh, games you can play like that. Grammarly is super super helpful. It's not like the most advanced uh, tool for grammar and stuff like that, but it can just make the process of editing something a lot faster. One second, I'm plugging in my computer. Okay, I'm kind of random, but my computer's dying. So. Okay, so tools like Grammarly, tools like Quizlet. You can um, use AI to ask you questions. Uh, for for when you're studying for tests and quizzes, but you can also use it to brainstorm. Never take like a whole essay from AI or anything like that. Don't plagiarize. You shouldn't be relying on AI too much like it's okay if you ask AI to ask you questions like it does on Quizlet. It's okay to ask AI to come up with some Basic outlines or ideas, but it's not okay to use like whole paragraphs or a whole essay or actually written stuff. Like ideas, you can expand on, formulate. Um, you can change. It's not going to be the same thing because anyone can come up with those. Like it's, it's, it's not the same. Okay, and if you are scared that you're plagiarizing put it in a plagiarism checker, or just take what you wrote and put it into Google and see what happens and see if there's any results, anything like that. Okay. So learn the shortcuts, but make sure you're not cheating because that's not fair. Okay. Number five, learn to relax and forget, but learn from failures. Okay. So relaxing is so important. Okay. It is like, it is so important. Like I cannot stress it enough because if you're not relaxed and instead you are super stressed, then you're not going to be able to do well because all you're going to do is you're just going to be overwhelming yourself and telling yourself things and you're not going to be able to focus. You need to be able to take a breath and actually think you need to be able to learn from failures, but also sort of forget them. Like, that one failure does not mean you are not smart, okay? I would consider myself very smart, and I fail tests and quizzes, and I learn from them. I don't take them as, oh, I'm going to drop this class. No, I look at them, and I'm like, okay, so this is what I need to improve on, because that's, that's what they should be for you. They should be um, a look at what you need to improve on rather than, oh, this is how smart you are. Because tests cannot fully just test your intelligence. So keep that in mind when you are met with failure, okay? Because I recently did fail a test, actually two tests, but, um, they were minor, so it's okay. My grade is not, like, terrible. But, um, I did not stop that. Stop, you know, working as hard, you know, I didn't let that stop me from being successful because I knew that, you know, I still have potential and this one grade does not define me and it's not going to make my grade permanent. Okay, like one bad grade is not going to ruin your life. For the most part, like, I don't think it will ever ruin your life because I think you can always change that grade. You know, you usually have time. Um, So keep that in mind. Number six is if there are opportunities for extra help, use it. Extra help is the best thing you can do. If you are struggling, do not just give up and, like, forget about it. Okay. Ask for help. It will be the best thing that you will do. Do not be scared um, thinking that like, oh, the teacher is going to judge you or whatever. Most likely they're not going to judge you for asking for help um, or like reaching out for extra help Um They'll probably be happy. If they are upset, then that's the teacher's fault, not yours. You are, they're supposed to be teaching you, so, and they're supposed to be helping you. If there are any opportunities for extra help, make sure that you are using them, especially if you need them. Okay, Uh, number seven is study or work with a friend for accountability. I've done this so many times. Have a friend who you can, um work with, you know, like you don't have to be working on the same thing or studying the same thing, but just have someone there who can study with you. If you have any questions, you can ask them. This is like super helpful for both people and it keeps you, um, accountable. You know, if you're not accountable maybe you're going to procrastinate this is a very good tip for procrastinators like me if you have someone to keep you accountable then you cannot procrastinate because you don't want to procrastinate and um not do work in front of that person the one but the one thing about this is you need to make sure that you find a good partner like if your partner also procrastinates a lot or doesn't tend to do their work or whatever then you might also want to put off your work, even if it's, like, due the next day. Um, So maybe, like, pick a partner who will encourage you to finish your work and not procrastinate. Because if you have two procrastinators together, it is almost... uh, There's, like, a 100% chance... Well, not a 100. There's, like, a 99% chance that you will decide to put off your work and do it later. So just make sure you're picking someone who actually going to keep you accountable. Okay, eight. Don't give up no matter past failures. And this kind of is uh point number 5, but don't give up, okay? Cuz like one bad grade like I was saying does not define you, okay? And you don't know what you are giving up. I have um not done well in certain subjects or certain things, but I always kept moving forward. And what I learned from that is I grew from it and I actually had amazing experiences. One subject I never really liked that much. Like I liked reading and writing, but I didn't really like English like the class, but I would always try and I would take the classes that I felt would suit me best. And that led me to actually having a good English class and I actually like my class and this this is kind of like all of my classes right now I have worked for my grades and I have not given up and I am at a point where even when I do fail I take it as a learning experience and move on with my life rather than getting overly stressed about something that I know I can change you know okay for number nine is Learn what time you work or focus best. Okay, so different people focus at different times. And there's like certain studies with this. So if you're really interested in this topic, there's so much you can find out about this. I'd recommend looking up product productivity um, tips for like morning people or night people or like different schedules and stuff. Because... Um, it could be really helpful. There are going to be certain times where you're extra productive. And what I would recommend is to figure out what times those are and use those times to help you the most. Some people are morning people and are more productive in the morning and then some people work better at night. I personally work better in the morning because I feel like I can accomplish anything at five in the morning. Um, But at nighttime, I kind of just want to go to bed. So that's like, that's just how it works for me. And whenever I have a really big test or some important project, sometimes I will wake up early to complete that or study. And that has helped me so much because I was working at my peak time and that allowed me to be the most productive, the most focused, and that allowed me to be the most successful. So figure out when you work the best. Are you a morning person? Are you a night person? Also make sure that this actually works out with your schedule. Like, don't stay up until, like, 3 a.m. Just because you need to study and you work better at night. Like, find something sort of in the middle. Like, if you have to get up early but you're a night owl, then maybe, like, work until 10 or 11 or 12 and then just wake up a little later something like that, but just make sure it's balanced, you know, figure this out and make sure that you, you are using your peak time to work when it's needed. Sometimes you don't have to do this every day. You don't have to like wake up early or sleep late, uh, just because you have an assignment. This could be, um, certain times and not every single day, you know? Um, Number 10, get a planner or a notebook where you plan or write down assignments. This is not appreciated enough. I know people who don't have a planner and I don't know how they function without one. I don't know if they have like a certain system. But what I've found is when I don't have a planner, I forget things and then I never end up doing them. And even though, and usually it's like smaller assignments, like homework assignments, Um, So it doesn't seem that bad but it is bad when they all add up together and I've seen the results of that and it's pretty disastrous if you have a really good memory then maybe i do have a good memory and i still struggle with remembering assignments because um they're assignments and i don't want to be thinking about them so i recommend getting a planner or a notebook writing down the assignment every single day and maybe writing down the due date and planning accordingly so that you can figure out when you want to work and i uh, and i recommend starting studying like a week before a test. And if you have a planner, you can plan out when you want to start studying, you know, when you want to start this assignment, spacing out your assignment. So get a planner, get a notebook to write down your assignments. It is so helpful. You're going to see your grades skyrocket if you are someone who forgets assignments because now that you have a way to write down assignments and keep yourself accountable, sort of, uh, then you have that in your head. It's so satisfying just like like filling in a dot or checking off something on the checklist. And then you just get to the end of the day and every single thing is done. It is so satisfying and it's one of my favorite things to do. So definitely do that. Tip number 11 is take breaks when needed. They're essential. This kind of ties back into number five, which is to learn to relax. But... Taking breaks are essential. When you take a break, you are allowing yourself to relax. And if you work without breaks, then you are basically setting yourself up for failure because you're not allowing your brain to take a little bit of a rest and actually digest the information. This is very important, especially during studying, because you're cramming all of that information in your head and reestablishing and elaborating, and discovering ideas. If you find something difficult, then give it five minutes. Take a break for five minutes or ten minutes. Come back and look at it with fresh eyes because not only are you giving yourself a little bit of a break, you are coming back to whatever you were working on or studying studying, um, with fresh new eyes. And It makes things sometimes a lot easier to understand, and you will spot mistakes that you didn't notice before, and you will make revelations and correlations and all of those good things. So take a break and make sure your breaks correspond with the amount of time you're working. Some people like to do the Pomodoro technique, which is 25 minutes of work time, I believe, and five minutes of rest time. Pretty sure that's the way it is, but I'm not exactly sure. This exact time schedule doesn't work for everyone. For me personally, I like doing deep work. 25 minutes isn't enough for me to get into my work. Once I get into my work, I kind of just zone out and I become super productive. So 25 minutes does not cut it for me. I work I will work like one to two hours and then take a break. But usually what I'll do is I'll work for an hour. And then take like a 10 minute break. This is what personally works for me, but sometimes you're going to need more breaks uh, than what I just do because I just do deep work. That's just what works for me. So just figure out what you need and then use that. So you're going to realize that a lot of these things is figuring out what works for you the best. Okay. And it's not like a ton of things, but it's pretty easy to figure out. So these very minor changes can make very big differences in your grades and just your overall sanity, because I know studying is one of the hardest things to do. Um, Yeah, okay. Number 12 is go to sleep for at least six hours. It is recommended to go to sleep for like nine hours for teenagers or 10 hours, but this is not realistic because um, a lot of us like to stay up late, and a lot of us have to wake up early because we go to high school or university. Um, or maybe we have a job, you know? So make sure you are getting at least six hours of sleep. For me, I cannot function if I don't have more six, more than six hours of sleep. Um, I won't be able to do anything. My brain will kind of be just... I don't know. It's just not good. Okay. So try and get at least six hours of sleep. Ideally, you want to be getting eight to 10, six hours at least though. Okay. And sleep is important because it also affects your brain. Um, So does like eating and drinking water. You have to stay hydrated. You have to make sure you're eating a nice big breakfast and eating all your nutrients and proteins or whatever. But sleep is super important as well and is is not talked about enough. The amount of sleep you get is very important because that allows you to focus. Sleep isn't just there, you know, it's there for a reason. And It allows your brain to sort of just take a break and your body to relax. And it allows everything to sort of refresh and re-energize for the next day. Without sleep or when you're lacking sleep, it doesn't allow your body to be able to function as well as it could be. And that goes the same way for your brain as well. So making sure you get a good amount of sleep every night will actually really help you in your studies because you will actually be able to focus during the day it's a little tough to fix your sleep schedule but it's not something that is unachievable okay for number 13 if you struggle with oh i couldn't read that now i know what i'm now i can read it if you struggle with your phone then ask someone to take it okay so if you are (laughs) nobody wants to do this but if you are someone who relies on your phone like you cannot live without your phone and whenever you're struggling i mean studying you're struggling to stay off your phone what you need to do is you need to ask someone to take it and this is like one of the worst possible things to do but like Honestly, if you really, really are addicted to your phone, it's hard to like keep it away from you. And the only way to keep it away from you is to get someone else to take it for a little bit. So ask someone you trust to like hold it for a little bit while you're studying. It's gonna feel very like empty. You're gonna be like reaching for your phone and it's not gonna be there. And it's gonna be like this whole deja vu thing and you feel like you miss it and you don't know what to do anymore. But as you, study and as you just keep working, then that feeling will fade away because now you are locked in. And that allows you to work well and not be on your phone and not procrastinate. So I really recommend you ask someone to take your phone if you really struggle with it. If you are kind of mid, like in the middle range, but you still want to go on your phone when you're struggling. I mean, why do I keep saying struggling? Studying is sort of struggling, but studying okay I mean studying right now so whenever you're studying and you kind of want to go on your phone and you're going on your phone but you're not like fully addicted to it just set up like a timer on each social media app because honestly if you just think about it there's nothing else you can do on your phone except like play game and you can also set like a restriction on that like a time limit and by doing this it just you know you're gonna stay off your phone more Even though you can go change your settings, it's sort of this thing where you become lazy. Like for me, whenever I set like a timer on my social media apps, um, I don't feel like changing it because it's like a whole lot of work to go into the settings and change it. And that just lets me work peacefully. And you can also use the Forest app. I think that's, like, a really cute app. And if you don't know, it's just, like, a timer app for studying. And you can – it'll track, like, how much you study because you're going to put in a timer and stuff. And it'll give you all your data. And you can also put, like, a lock thingy on it, which makes sure that you can't go on other apps. Like, it will lock you into Forest until that timer is done. But, yeah, it's a good app. I recommend it. Okay, number 14 – Quality over quantity. This is preached by literally everyone, but I will say it again, quality over quantity. A lot of people talk about how they studied for so long. I'm one of those people who does study a lot, but I focus on the quality of my studies. I make sure that by the end of my study session, I'm not tracking how long I studied, but rather how well I studied. I wanna be able to know everything about my topic. That's ideally like I can't always know everything, but I'm very confident going into tests, quizzes or just into class when I'm confident about everything that I learned and it's in my head and I just know everything, you know, like you can ask me a question and I'll know it. That's one of the best feelings, but I'll make sure that I'm reaching that level, you know. I'm not thinking about, oh, I studied half an hour. Oh, I studied two hours. Oh, I studied four hours. It doesn't matter. Honestly, I feel like if you're studying more than like four hours on like a normal like quiz or test, that's not good. Okay. The most I would say you should study for like a normal test is like two hours in one day. If you want to study more than that, then like split it up, honestly, but don't think that you need to study six hours for a test or like four hours for a test often you don't even need that to know the information honestly it just matters how well you're studying and how well you're studying based on what technique you're using going back to point number two with active recall you can find a bunch of different study methods on, like, Pinterest or on Google, and you can just figure out what works for you the best. Um, and a lot of these methods are under the category of active recall, which is why they work so well. Watch more, like, study videos if you do need more inspiration. By the way, if you want to know more study techniques, because I was just talking about what worked for me, but there's so many different people who are in school right now, and my my study methods might not work for them. Okay, next point, number 15, prioritize tasks and tests. Figure out what matters the most. Say you are struggling in one class and you are succeeding in another. What are you going to prioritize? The class that you're not succeeding in. So you want to make sure that you are focusing on those assignments and tests also while balancing the class that you're doing well you want to make sure that there's like a balance you need to figure out what test is more important if you have a bunch of tests in one day what test is the most important what test is the hardest what test do i need to focus on the most once you once you're done prioritizing your tasks now you know where most of your energy needs to go into and by doing this you are focusing on what is really important instead of doing tasks that don't really matter. Sometimes I'll find myself working on assignments and taking forever when honestly they don't really matter and instead I should be devoting my time into studying for a humongous test I have. The next day, you know, so figure out what really matters and prioritize your tasks and your tests or quizzes or whatever you have and use this to make the best of your time. If you are an athlete like I am, you probably don't have much time as is, so you need to make sure you're actually using that time for something that is beneficial. Okay, number 16, this is my last point. So remember a bad grade isn't the end of the world, just reach out for some help. I wanted to end on this tip, even though I've reiterated this on and on again. This is super important to me because a lot of my friends feel like it's the end of the world if they get a bad grade. Honestly, for me, it feels like that too. I've gotten bad grades on plenty of tests, plenty of quizzes, plenty of assignments, and I know that it is not the end of the world because Every time I come out of the semester with an A, because you, I worked for it, you know, you can work for it too. If you just know what you need to focus on and you are able to communicate with your teacher, you can be successful. It is It requires effort. It requires hard work. But honestly, it is not unachievable. It is not. I'm not some kind of super genius. You know, like I am a normal person and I was able to improve my grade like that. And I'm not saying that like I got an 80 and I got it back to like, no, I'm not saying I got an 80. I'm telling you, I got a 60 on a test. Okay. And I'm getting my grade back up. Like, I can do this. I know I'm going to do it. I know that I will be able to do it. One bad grade or two bad grades are not the end of the world. If you are communicating with your teacher, everything is going to be okay. I'm not even joking. At one point, I had a 13 in my grade book. A 13%. It was kind of like a technical error, but it doesn't matter. I I forgot to submit an assignment. So... That's how that ended. But I did end up with a B plus at the end of the semester. So just remember, it is not unachievable. As long as you are trying, okay? If you really tried on something and you failed at it, it's okay because you tried. Do not give up just because you failed once, okay? That is no reason for you to give up. If you know you can do it, most of the time you know you'll do it and you know you can do it, You should not give up, okay? This is something that I'm going to preach again and again and again, okay? Because if you want to be successful, if you want to come out and achieve your goals, you are going to face challenges. You're going to face things that you don't want to face. You're going to have a tough time sometimes. But by just giving up, you are basically accepting that failure, you know? if you choose to move on, choose to learn from your mistakes, then you are being actively, you're actively growing and learning. And that allows you to become the best person you can possibly be and actually learn from your mistakes. Okay. This is the most basic thing you need to do in life to be able to improve and just simply exist. Okay. So that is, I did a little speech there in the end. I'm sorry, but these are my tips on how you can achieve your goals academically, and this is not, like, everything that you could possibly know. This is not the ultimate guide. Maybe one day I will do an episode like that, but these are some tips that I find really helpful, and these are some ideas that I think are very important to keep in mind. So hopefully this helps and this will help you achieve your academic goals. Remember, this is what got me all A's in my semesters for like pretty much like four years. Like it's been a while. Like I've been getting A's because I have been using these tips and these methods. Let me know how it works for you and let me know if you want more content like this and I will see you all next week. I hope you enjoyed